So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space 102 FM, which is a Come and See Inspirations production, being produced here in our Come and See studio here in Ada, and this the 9th of August. It's the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name is John Keeley, and help me to present the programme again today, Shane Ambrose. Good morning, Chief Shane. Good morning, John. How are we keeping? Good. Thank you very much indeed. Nice to have you back again. You've had a very busy week of just speaking to you offline, right up here, but... You're working away, of course, in Dublin all the time. Uh, no rest for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. But I suppose somebody has to do it, as they say. Shane, thanks, thanks for doing it, Shane. I'll be thinking of you all the time. In the meantime, <laughs> I want to welcome uh, myself and Shane. Actually, want to welcome our listeners who are housebound, lonely, and struggling in some way today, and our listeners who support us each week in prayer. Thank you so much indeed for that, and we do appreciate it. This programme, as you're aware, at this stage is broadcast at West Limit 102 FM, which is local radio station, at 10am and 11pm each Sunday. And a podcast of this programme are available on our Come and See Inspirations podcast page. And you can get that really by just googling Come and See Inspirations. Uh, we're also available to be heard on Spotify, iTunes and also Google Podcasts and other platforms. Just to clarify again, um, the 10 a.m. slot that we have each Sunday, uh, we now actually uh, broadcast Mass from Abbeyfield Parish in uh, County Limerick. And we want to indeed thank Father Tony Mullins for that and the parishioners. So that's going to continue at least at the moment until the end of August. And then, of course, we'll monitor how the situation is at that particular stage. So, 10 a.m. Sunday morning will be that slot. We, we do have about um, 15 to 20 minutes after that, after Mass, before we end the programme, and we sometimes try to slot in a little bit of, of our, our usual programme, if we can, if time allows. But in the meantime, thanks a lot again for, for joining us. And if you want to contact us, and we'd appreciate it if you did, you can text us 87 687 Six zero eight eight six six seven, or email us, and that's on come and see inspirations at gmail dot com. And thanks again for all those people who continue to to pray for us, and we meet them and send and send good wishes to ourselves. And thank you indeed for us. And don't forget, if you want to come on the program, you're welcome. If you want to sing a song for us, you're welcome. We don't mind. Oh eight seven six zero eight eight six six seven. But at this part of the programme, as usual, we are treated to Saints for the Week by Shane Ambrose. Shane, what have you got for us this week? Uh, well, just before we dive into that, John, uh, just a one local announcement. Um, so uh, usually August the 15th, the Feast of the Assumption, um, there is a Mass at Barragone Well down in Robertstown. And it's the it's the local patron day, and over the last couple of years, then there's also been uh, the family day afterwards uh, up uh, near 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 the well. Unfortunately, due to the times that we live on with the COVID and all the rest of it, uh, the patron day at Barragon Well has been cancelled uh, for 2020. Um, so it's just that it would generally it could attract people from different parishes just around West Limerick uh, that would come down to the well for the day and or for the mass of the three o'clock and just for people to be aware of it that that has been cancelled for this year so then in terms of other bits and pieces john it has indeed been uh, a busy uh week 
but um, I suppose if you look at it, I suppose we had the 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 the, the, the death of John Hume up north. Uh, I saw a man, uh, you know, the description: a man who will, in his time, be compared and take the place in history beside Daniel O'Connell and Charles Jude Parnell was one of the definition was one of the things that I saw. I think it was a quote attributed to Seamus Mallon, and I thought all that was going through my mind watching the funeral and all the coverage was, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be known as the children of God." Yeah, and I think that you know, may he rest in peace. And then, of course, we've had the tragedy in Beirut during the week with that explosion at Beirut Harbour. Now, as someone who has lived and worked in the Lebanon for a number of years, I have to say my heart went out to the many people I know in Lebanon, particularly at this difficult time because the country is in economic collapse. It is still home, playing home to 1.5 million Syrian refugees. It's still playing home to half a million Palestinian refugees. And, and of course, they're also battling COVID-19. So this explosion in downtown Beirut, which has left 250,000 people homeless or with damaged houses is one of the last things that the country needed and is a sad day for them considering it, there was more I was talking to someone that was there and she said there was more damage done from this explosion to the parts of the city that were affected than that had happened during the entirety of the civil war which finished in 1992 so you may you may of your generosity pray for people in Beirut and in Lebanon in general now Moving on to our more general things, which we do at this time of the program. So looking at this week's uh, liturgical odds and ends and the saints of the week, what do we have? So as John said, we're celebrating the 19th week in ordinary time. It's hard to believe where we are in the year. It's the second week of August. For those of us praying the Psalter, we're on week three. So uh, today, being the 9th of August, we would be celebrating normally the Feast of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, otherwise known as Edith Stein. But obviously, because it's a Sunday, that's not celebrated this year. Monday is an interesting one, John. It is the feast day of St. Lawrence, who died in 258 AD. Now, St. Lawrence is a famous deacon and martyr of the church who suffered under... Uh, I think it was Diocletian. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But the, there's a number of things associated with St. Lawrence. His name is in the canon of the Mass. It's one of the most, he's one of the early martyrs of the church who has been remembered all down through the centuries. And it's an interesting one because he was a deacon. He wasn't the Pope. He wasn't the bishop. He wasn't a priest. He was a deacon of the church. Uh, one of the seven deacons of Rome who assisted at the papal, at the papal household. And he's known, there's two things that are known about him. St. Lawrence was asked to hand over the the, 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 the property of the church, the, the wealth of the church. And the legend that is said about him is that he went and sold the sacred vessels and then presented the poor of the city to the governor. And for that, he was martyred. But obviously, they were looking to get their hands on the gold. And the legend has it, um, he was martyred on a gridiron. And it, it is said that, uh, he's supposed to have turned to his executioners and said, "Turn me over. I'm done on one side." Uh, you know, so a man of uh, you know, tributed for bravery, if nothing else. Just what there we is... need, Shane, when we're going to digest the second sausage <laughs> maybe rashers, this morning. <laughs> your raptures this morning. Yeah. Uh, so there is a there is a there is a basilica dedicated to Saint Lawrence in Rome. It used to be one of the patriarchal basilicas that you used that you had to visit during a jubilee year, uh, and it's an interesting one because obviously because it's dedicated to Lawrence and he is a deacon. So anyway, that's on Monday, the 10th of August. On Tuesday, the 11th of August, we have the feast day of St. Clair. Of course, very much associated with the Franciscan family and, of course, the order of St. Clair, the, um, the poor Clares, which he founded in with 
St. Francis of Assisi. She was obviously born in Assisi in 1193, died in 1253. She fled from her family and took up sanctuary at the Portalunca in Assisi uh, so that she could take the vows and enter the life of poverty. And um, it's something still to this day that the poor Clares depend on God's and their neighbours as, uh, what's the word I would use, support, uh, they, you know, as a, as a congregation, they don't, um, they don't uh, hold with a business or property or anything like that to support their ministry. Um, then on Wednesday, the 12th of August, we have a couple of feast days. Uh, so we have St. Francis, St. Jane Francis de Chantal, who is a French saint, um, her and uh, was famous uh, with the foundation of the Visitation Sisters with with um, what's his name Saint Francis de Sales. But on the Irish calendar, we have the feast day of Saint Muradoc, who is regarded as the founder of the Church of Killala up around Sligo. You have the feast day of Saint Attracta, who's associated actually her famous saint associated for her hospitality and charity, and Saint Lilia who's associated with the Church of Killeely near Thoman Brain Bridge in Limerick. So St. Lelia is one of the saints, one of the one of the saints of the diocese up there with St. Munchen and St. Ita. So that's on Wednesday, the 12th of August. Uh, sorry, what am I? Sorry, that's on Wednesday, the 12th of August. I beg your pardon. Then Thursday is the 13th of August, and it's the feast day of two early saints in the church, St. Poncian and St. Hippolytus. Uh, Martyrs for the Faith, who died in Sardinia around 1230s AD. Poncian was a pope. Uh, Hippolytus was a writer and a teacher, and both died from ill treatment in exile. On the Irish calendar, we have the feast day of St. Fachna, uh, who was the founder of the monastery of Ross Carberry, and he died around the year 600 uh, AD. His monastery at Ross Carberry became the principal monastery of West Cork and had a famous scripture school associated with it. Then the 14th of August is the Friday, and it is the feast day of St. Maximilian Kolbe, Polish saint, conventional Franciscan, very much associated with the apostolate of the press involved in, in Poland and Japan, and very much involved with printing newspapers and also... Um, excuse me, <clears throat> and and propagating the faith in that way. Of course, Maximilian Kolbe is one of the saints of Auschwitz. That he gave his life for a man. Uh, there had been a breakout at Auschwitz. The Nazis wanted to take punishment on um, a number of the prisoners there, and Maximilian Kolbe took the place of a man who was who had a family. And, and in the end, he survived all the 10 of them that had been put into the cell block to die. And in the end, he had to be executed by a shot of carbolic, I think it was carbolic acid, into his veins. Uh, his cell, his cell in, in Auschwitz has been visited by all the popes um, since then in terms of John Paul II, Benedict XVI, Francis. And he is very much known as one of the saints of Auschwitz. And obviously, because then next Saturday, of course, then is a solemnity. It is the 15th of August. And it, of course, is the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, you know, it, this is a patronal day in France. Actually, did you know India, Malta, Paraguay? So it's a big holiday on the continent, actually, still in Europe, despite the fact that many of the uh, the church holidays have been taken out of the civic calendars. Very much associated, of course, that as a result, as a result of her role and her offering to God in terms of uh, being the mother of Christ, that that Mary's body was taken, body and soul, into heaven, and she did not suffer the indignities of the grave. And that, of course, was pro uh, proclamated by Pius the Twelfth. Um, uh, in and it was celebrated on the 15th of 
uh, August. If I'm not mistaken, John, is that not the patronal feast day for the church in Newcastle, or is it the Immaculate Conception? I think it's the Immaculate Conception, but I could oh, be wrong. Immaculate Conception. I could, yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, so that's what we celebrate. So anyone whose name is Assumpta, uh, you celebrate your feast day on the 15th of uh, August. So happy feast day. Very comprehensive, Shane. Thank you so much indeed for that. Just before I forget, um, next week on the programme, we, we're going to be joined by Marion Carroll. For those people who might remember, Marion uh, Carroll had an amazing grace in 1989. Uh, she was cured at Knock. But we'll leave that till next week. So Marion Carroll's going to join us on the programme if you want to let anybody know who might be interested. And just as I'm speaking about the second part of the programme, today uh, we are going to play um, a few bits and pieces that I picked up during the week from the Medjugorje Youth Festival. So people might know I'm a big fan of Medjugorje. I've been there a number of times. been there for the Youth Festival. It's, it's a wonderful, uplifting event. This week, um, there's a few interviews that I had with, with a number, well, that I picked up from Mary TV. Mary TV uh, broadcasts an awful lot of... Um, Medjugorje programs just by googling marytv.com actually you can get them and uh, they broadcast all of the sessions from this year's um, festival which of course was slimmed down because of COVID-19 so it started at 5pm every evening went on for about three hours wonderful uplifting music and there was some testimonies uh, mass beautiful Eucharistic adoration as usual if people are interested. But anyway, in part two, we'll be playing some of that and some of the music as well. But in the meantime, there's a spiritual communion prayer that I want to share and pray, as myself and Shane will do it ourselves, for all those who can't receive Jesus at Mass this morning because maybe they can't get to Mass. And we know that the best way to receive Christ is in Holy Communion at Mass. Yet for those times we can't get to Mass, we can still reach out to him by making a spiritual communion prayer. And this is the prayer we always pray on the program here. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. So now we go for our first bit of music. It's a nice piece of instru- instrumental music, again, that, that I, I picked up while I was listening to the Medjugorje Youth Festival this week. I hope you like that. Come back and join us in part two, where we'll listen to some young people telling us how much their faith is, has been enhanced by being in Medjugorje. So join us again in part two.
So welcome back again to the second part of this Come and See production of Sacred Space, being broadcast here on West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley, and Shane Ambrose is still joining us on the other end of the Skype line. Last weekend, and for a few days this week, I joined many others online, tuning in to the slimmed-down version of the Medjugorje Youth Festival. Because of the COVID restrictions, participants were mainly local to Medjugorje, each evening, testimonies, uh, praying of the rosary, international mass, Eucharistic adoration, and of course the wonderful music and singing encouraged all of all of us who were listening in and of course those who were there in attendance to enjoy their faith. So now I'd like to play a recording from Mary's TV of various young people speaking of their experiences at the festival. And this is followed by the festival choir singing... Bless the Lord, my soul. So enjoy this. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He makes me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What made you come back? So uh, I love the atmosphere here. Uh, I love the young people, the dancing, the singing, and um, mostly I like the um, people with their stories when they come and tell their stories from their lives and how their life changed when they came to Medjugorje or I don't know, 
That's what I like the most. Um, it's the peace and the mother who called us. And you have the chance to um, uh, come closer to God. And find deep faith and Jesus and make new friends. To express my faith in Jesus and Mary. It is a special place where uh, every person can have their own story, uh, their own testimony. Uh, there are blessings for every person who wants to be here. And it doesn't matter how many times you get here. It is always a new one, a new experience. It's like the first time every time. Holy place is like this, where I'm visiting once a year. It really filled me up. It's like with love and energy, it's like injections of adrenaline. Maria is inviting you to come here. It is never that you want here, uh, you want to be here. It's always that uh, she wants to, you to come here. Which part of the youth festival do you like the most? I think it's the Holy Mass because um, you really get the chance to um, get closer to Jesus. My favorite thing about the Youth Festival is adoration and how we all pray to our Lord, uh, all the young people from all, all over the world. There are so many languages and so many regions uh, and we all speak the same language uh, of Lord, which is our faith in here. I think the evening um, prayers and dancing and singing. <laughs> Choir. Choirs just melt my knees. It's so that's why I'm sitting in the first row every time. It's just to hear them. They are brilliant. Well, I like the prayer with candles. When we were lighting candles, uh, it has a lot of metaphorical sense in it. Um, when the light uh, is passed around, it symbolizes how the word of God and how the, uh, God's love is just simply spread throughout the whole world, and we spread it from one place to another and we do not keep it for ourselves, rather we spread it to the other people. And it's just a beautiful moment that happened yesterday. You said the youth festival had an impact on your life. Um, yes, I think it made my faith stronger and my relationship uh, to Jesus closer. I, I think when I see all the young people together here so that the, ch the church is still alive and not um, dead, just old people. So I think that's uh, what touched me the most, that there are so many young people that live and love Jesus and uh, our Mother Mary, I think that touched me the most. Uh, you find out that God loves you. You just feel it in your heart. And it, uh, it's not always that, that uh, those are not always words. It is something that you just feel. Do you think that the youth festival would help people who lost their faith to find the faith again? Yeah, definitely, definitely. If they see all the young people, all the people, um, how they love Jesus and how they live and how the happiness is, um, how happy they are, I think, yes, definitely. There are many people who are celebrating their faith and um, you have the chance to hear uh, the testimonies and uh, it's very inspiring. When they see all the people dancing around and singing, they just feel, they, they feel home. They feel okay to to say yes. Jesus is my life. Jesus is my God, and uh, that's amazing. And but when you listen to what people are actually experiencing, it's 
we found things that we have in common and lots of answers for the questions I had. I always thought that it's impossible I can change that or I can get out of this problem. But they did. So if they did and they did that way, what am I waiting for? I've got my answer, isn't it? Do you think the Youth Festival helped you in your faith? It definitely did, yeah. It uh, strengthened my faith in God and made me realize how blessed I am. Jesus calmed my heart. I felt a very great peace in my heart and it was so beautiful. But here I really feel like Our Lady is saying in prayer, um, she would say, don't pray to change the situation, pray to change yourself. And then if you are able to conquer yourself, you can respond to the situation differently. So instead of asking, instead of trying to run away from the cross, try to pick it up um, with Jesus' strength. So I think she's teaching me how to be stronger. Here, when you come in here and you have literally contact with God because you can actually touch Him, you can feel it when your tears are dropping down, your heart is getting so hot. And... As a person who questions my faith, Mladifest or Youth Festival is a beautiful thing because it, it encourages me to believe more in God and to simply put all worries away. Would you come back next year and why? Yes, yes, can't wait. Yes, I want to see 60,000 people here. Everybody come in,
So I hope, listeners, you enjoyed uh, hearing the wonderful enthusiasm uh, in the voices of the young people being interviewed. You can listen to more of the recordings of the festival uh, at Mary TV. That's uh, all the, the recordings of testimonies and praying of the rosary, international mass, Eucharistic adoration, and of course singing. Again at MaryTV.com. So now to finish off this segment, I have more thoughts offered by young people at the festival, and this is followed by the choir of the festival singing "Shine Your Light." So enjoy this. Have you been here before? Uh, yes, I've been uh, three times already, and I love Medjugorje. <laughs> the most peaceful place in the world. I come back here because uh, I feel like this is my home. I feel the special, the safetyness, uh, the culture, the atmosphere, uh, what people bring. Everybody is praying, everybody is kind to each other. And this is amazing to me, like, my heart feels peace here. I wanted to come back with my three children um, because uh, I always followed the messages of uh, the gospel during these years. And I wanted, uh, yes, also to share with them uh, the joy of my first meeting here with uh, the gospel. An unbelievable feeling of peace and a joy you feel in your heart when you're here. It's just unexplained. It's just so beautiful and it, there's just something about this place that calls you. You feel like when you're at home you just get a feeling all of a sudden and you're like, I have to go back. It's just a calling, I think. This youth festival uh, more special than other ones. Yes, it is, because uh, we pray for all the people uh, affected by uh, COVID. We pray for our friends in UK who couldn't come, who are elderly, who are ill or who just uh, couldn't travel. So they pass the intentions for us to pray in their uh, names and also to visit the places they could not uh, visit this year. I think this festival is special, especially because we have this kind of weird situation in all over the world, so it's a grace that we are here. It's, it wasn't easy to come uh, to, from Italy and then have a COVID test and whatever, so it's, uh, we are very happy to be here. The people that came with me are the most religious people, the most beautiful inside people I ever met. So that is special to me because, you know, that was the family say, why are you coming here? Don't come here, you get uh, virus, this is dangerous. And they all say, no, I'm just coming here because I don't believe in virus, I'm believing God. And God is uh, there in the first place. So really strong people are here right now. And you can see this. What would you say about last night's mass and adoration? Oh, last mass was 
Last night mass was a joy, deep joy. Yeah, all of these people together singing. Oh, it was amazing. It was uh, absolutely outstanding experience. And compared to last year, it was much more silence, but uh, also very, very special spiritually. And uh, I believe, you know, the most uh, amazing experience was the adoration. The adoration was just uh, beyond words special. Uh, last night mass was really special because, like, that was the beginning of the whole event and uh, the countries, the orchestra, the band was amazing and you know uh, like now it's not a lot of people like uh, in last year and two years back but that people uh, praying so hard like uh, this, the chosen ones yeah so it feels like the power of the praying the mass and after the mass the adoration it was really great last night and every night not just last night and uh, really you can feel the peaceful and it's really nice atmosphere here uh, it touched me so much the mass and the adoration time it's very great for me yes a great time to stay with god did you experience anything special here that you would like to share with us yes last year i was diagnosed with cancer on Monday I got my letter, on Tuesday I booked the flight, I was four nights and four days. I come back on a Sunday night, on Monday I have my examination and the nurse said, there is no need to take biopsy because your cancer is gone. And she said, where have you been? Did you see any special uh, doctors? I said, yes, I've been in Ventrugoria and I've seen Mother Mary and she actually healed me. So I'm the living example of the healings here. Love, that true love, that uh, no matter what you are doing, you can have that love from the heaven. And this is free, free love. Like in this world, everything, you must pay for everything, yes? But that love from heaven is free. And that is the, the most special things to me. And uh, I, I don't need to see like the God and some miracles because blessed are that who didn't sow but they believe. I was a young girl <laughs> that uh, didn't know nothing about God. I didn't have any questions about life. I don't have a sense in my life so I found this sense here. I found a, a really great reason to live. Uh, Mary touched my heart uh, very, uh, in a very strong way. I experienced a great feeling of peace and joy and being close to our Blessed Mother. I feel a very great closeness when I'm here. I started praying with the heart in Medjugorje. That is the, the only thing I can say. Before was a kind of prayer, very superficial, now it's very deep. So I discovered love of Mary. <laughs> what part of the youth festival would you say is the most important part? The mass. I adore the mass. It's um, just wonderful, and especially when you see all the youth and they're enjoying mass so much, just because it's. Um, I don't think you see enough of that these days at home and everywhere. And here you just feel like everybody wants to be at mass. They want to be here. And they, they seem to really enjoy it. And even this little one, 
He does not sit very well at Mass at home, but he just really enjoys Mass here. He just really loves it. I think it is um, all the holy sacraments when we go to confession and we feel uplifting our souls and the way how the confession comes here. We come once, then few minutes or few hours later, we remember some sins which we didn't remember and we go again to confession and again and some people they say they even come back to UK I even come back to UK and I went twice to confession because God and Mother Mary opens our souls and she show us clearly what we need to change to be a better person and I think that's the most important part really of the experience I think the power of all the people together, all the young people that pray, it's really unusual in the world. So that's the power of this festival. For me, the most important part is Holy Mass and then adoration. I always say to people, if you have uh, problems in your heart, if you're depressed, if you don't uh, feel the purpose of life, go to Medjugorje and your spirit will be uplifted. And you don't need to be Catholic, you can have uh, any other faith or be born in any other um, belief. Uh, but if you visit this place, you definitely feel something special. It's just absolutely breathtaking.
So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space, when it wants to make 102FM, uh, coming from our Common Sea studio here in Adam. My name is Jan Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And this part of the program is we read and reflect on the Word of God. And before that, to help us, we'll pray this prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. And Shane's going to pray that for us this morning. Thanks, Shane. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often capable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much indeed for that, Shane. So, the Gospel for today, for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, is taken from the Gospel of Matthew. So Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go ahead to the other side while he would send the crowds away. After sending the crowds away, he went up to the, up, up to the, into the hills by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, while the boat, now by now far out in the lake, was battling a very heavy sea, for there was a headwind. And in the fourth watch of the night, he went towards them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But at once Jesus called out to them, saying, Courage, it is I, do not be afraid. It was Peter who answered, Lord, he said, If it is you, tell me to come to you across the water. Come, said Jesus. Then Peter got out of the boat and started walking towards Jesus across the water. But as soon as he felt the force of the wind, he took fright and began to sink. Lord, he said, Lord, save me, he cried. Jesus put out his hand at once and held him. Man of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And as they got into the, in, into the boat, the wind dropped. The men in the boat bowed down before him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. So that's the Gospel for this week. Shane, any few thoughts to start us off, please? Yeah, um... I think for me, I, oddly enough, the the, the the gospel this week was a, in terms of how I, it kind of kind of stayed with me or thoughts that occurred to me in relation to it is actually uh, it was the first part of this week's gospel, which is the bit about Jesus going up into the hills by himself to pray, rather than you know the the the, the theophany, the manifestation of the walking on water and the calming of the storm. And I suppose it's it's an interesting one. You know, you go from one to the other. Um, I suppose one of the things that strikes us sometimes about Scripture is you have these opposites that are pitched uh, for us to be able to to pause and reflect on. So I suppose the most famous one is the Martha Mary. Um, you know, when he visits when he visits at Bethany, and you know Mary is sitting at his feet, listening, and Martha's running around trying to get things organized. Neither he doesn't condemn either. Um, but he, he, you know, he challenges us to have space for both. And it was the same with this week's gospel in terms of that challenge to, he sent the others on ahead out onto the water and he went up into the mountains to pray. And I think it's an important thing, I suppose, particularly at this time of the year, 
that people uh, pause, and it, not necessarily, you know, in terms of reflection or retreats and things like that. But there's a reason, kind of, it's holiday time, you know, and it's something which people should reflect on actually to a certain extent that opportunity to pause the usual humdrum thing of uh you know day-to-day work getting up routine doing what they have to do where you take your holiday you take your break and it's something which i suppose we've become very used to but it's actually something which is only which is very uh new in one sense um in terms of like it's like the last 100 120 years where people have been entitled to annual leave or take their holidays. You know, before that, it was very much you, you worked through and you worked every day. Um, unless, of course, there happened to be, you know, in, in medieval Europe, you might have had a Christ, the, 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 the Christian holidays, like the, the, the holy days. But so that was the first thing, I suppose, John, that struck me about it is the need for us all to take the time out and that it is an important thing for us to do. Um, and that, you know, in a world which talks very much about mindfulness and well-being and burnout and good mental health that even in, we can see it in scripture christ himself took time out to pray to talk to his father to make sure that he understood and was discerning what his father was asking him to do and um and it's something maybe it's as an example for us that we should consider in the busyness of our everyday life the second thing, then, of course, of course, is the famous, um, the, 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 the miracle, the, the calming of the storm and the walking on water. Now, many depictions of it in art across the centuries. Um, for me, I think, again, it very much, I always think that I, 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 for me, it's, it's a Peter story. And for us, you know, on this on this program, people will be listening to me ad nauseum about Peter. And Peter kind of literally le- jumps, leaps, jumps before he thinks. And literally, we've got that literally in front of us today. He jumps out of the boat into the water Mm. uh, without even thinking about it because he wants to go and see the Lord. And suddenly when his brain does engage, you know, know, the logic part of him, the bit that says, you know, the bit that's there with all of us is, oh, my God, I'm going to drown. And I suppose sometimes, I suppose the thing for us is, where are the times where we are like Peter, where we are called to throw ourselves in faith at the Lord? And that, you know, when we do that, we find the strength and the ability to almost walk on water. Now, I'm looking at that, obviously, metaphorically speaking. I'm not literally talking about walking on water, although there are some that would say if we had faith enough, that's what we could do. But I mean, in terms of when you're looking at your daily lives, where are the times that maybe we are asked to literally cast all our cares upon the Lord. You know, that great expression that we hear sometimes, cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. And that, I think, for me, John, was the thing that struck me this week of this week's gospel in terms of, you know, we could look at it and Jesus controlling the weather and controlling the storm and admonishing them for having so little faith. But for me, I think the question was more, yes, we're called to have faith and there are times when that faith can be threatened by the storms of life, by, you know, it can be swamped by the things that seem to almost overwhelm us as we go through our daily existence. And, but always it's a case of, we are we called out to, you know, echo that and listen to what Jesus is calling us to, which is courage, it is I, do not be afraid. But also, as well as knowing that 
you know, we are called to be people of faith responding to the Lord like Peter did, where sometimes we might have to jump, we might have to jump before we know where we're going. But there's also the other side of it, uh, which is the other call of Peter, which is, uh, Lord, save me. Because sometimes in our world, um, and I think that's, I think it's fair enough to say, John, it's particularly a male complaint, um, that we are very slow to ask for help. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and sometimes we need to be able to have the humility and the awareness to be able to ask for that help. Um, so it's, yeah, we're just, you know, for me, that was the other thing I think that came out of this, of this, of this Sunday's gospel. Thank you very much, David. Oh, I, I must agree with you in regard to the to your first uh, thought there, because that, that stuck with me too. After sending the crowds away, Jesus went into the hills by himself to pray. I think there are times in our lives when we need to have some space, as you said, uh, to, to come away from the crowds or to recharge the batteries, maybe to recharge the spiritual batteries too. For me, I was reminded again when, when I was um, recording the second part of the program today, for me, Medjugorje offered me a lot of this opportunity. Yes, I, I was encouraged and, and enjoyed my faith with the, with the thousands of people who were there listening to, listening to um, testimonies and talks and reflections and mass and adoration. But I also needed time by myself just to be a way to reflect on what I'd heard and maybe to allow the Holy Spirit to speak with me to speak into my life and to see where any of this stuff that I just heard um, has anything to do with me and can help me with my life. And I think that's the same thing with the gospel that we do every week. We, 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 I Father Frank Duke often used to ask us there just to sit in silence, just sit there and see what comes up for us. Uh, and did it come up for Shane this morning, come up for me, is having that, having that, that space, that silence, just to go away by ourselves and, and listen to what the urgence of the Spirit might say. So I'd suggest maybe we all try that every now and again, maybe this week. Do you know, just find it, find that quiet place. It might be going out for a walk somewhere, but it might be in a little room somewhere. Just take that time to listen. Maybe it might be after listening to some spiritual talk, or it might be just reflecting over the previous day, being thankful for so many things that happened to us. But taking that time... Without noise, just allowing ourselves to be ourselves, allowing God maybe to, to come into our lives and just recharge those batteries that we all need recharging every now and again. So, all right, so that brings us to the end of our program. Um, thanks indeed for joining us. Don't forget next week, we've got Marion Carroll, uh, the lady who had the miraculous cure in 1989 in Knox. She's going to join us. And again, if people want to want to listen back to any of the talks and music that was on the Medjugorje Youth Festival this week, just go to MaryTV.com and you'll be able to listen back to, to all the recordings there. Shane, thanks a lot for helping me to produce the programme this morning. Sure, John, no hassle. We'll try and do it all again next, next week. In the meantime, another piece of music. Um, again, it's going to finish off the programme. I may as well finish off with another piece of Medjugorje music. Well, it's, it's, it's music that we all know, but it's sung by the Medjugorje Choir. And this is How Great, How Great Is Our God. So until next week, for myself and Shane, thanks again for joining us. Take care. God bless now. Bye. Clothed in majesty, 
Let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice.